but not more so than Panama or Peru. The real reason why the Europeans did not go inland and seize the gold mines of Western and Southeastern Africa, for example, was that the Africans there were already well enough organized to exploit these resources themselves and to keep the overland trade in their own hands. It was in large measure the progress already made by the Africans in earlier centuries that enabled them to resist the modern age for so long. In historical times, therefore, the backwardness of Africa was always a backwardness relative only to the mainstream of human development in the more favoured parts of Europe and Asia. In prehistoric times, at least through all the long millennia of the Paleolithic or Old Stone Age, Africa was not even relatively backward. It was in the lead. Archaeologists today are increasingly confident that it was in Africa, and more specifically in eastern equatorial Africa, that man's ancestors became differentiated from other primates. Equatorial Africa is still the home of mankind's closest relatives, the gorilla and the chimpanzee. The fossilized remains of man's more immediate hominid ancestors, the so-called Australopithecines, have so far been found only in or near the highland savannas of eastern and southern Africa, in contexts dating from around four to five million years ago. The currently accepted distinction between man and other hominids is that man made and used stone tools. Judged by this test, the earliest men were, once again, East Africans, the earliest dated examples occurring around 2.5 million years ago. By about 1.5 million years ago, the human species had attained the stage known scientifically as Homo erectus, with a cranial capacity about two-thirds that of modern man. It was probably only at this period that human populations spread northwards into Saharan and North African latitudes, and so across the Isthmus of Suez into Asia. The earliest stone tools, known as Aldowan, after the famous sites at Olduvai Gorge in northern Tanzania, where they were first excavated in large numbers by Lewis and Mary Leakey, were made from rounded cobbles or pebbles, which were split and then chipped around the edges so as to give a cutting edge. Some of the chippings were further worked into sharp flakes for piercing skin and sinew, and into smaller tools for scraping. Essentially it was a butchering outfit— one that marked man's progress from a vegetarian to a meat-eating diet, and from a way of life spent mainly in gathering roots, fruits, and nuts, to one increasingly dominated by hunting. Most of the sites containing tools of this description have been found in the highlands of eastern and southern Africa. Those few which have been found further afield, in Israel and Morocco, appear to belong to a considerably later period. Though some early men of the Homo erectus type are known to have lived in Indonesia and China, and to have used chopping tools faintly reminiscent of the Aldowan, their date is likely to have been well within the period of man's first expansion from the African cradle land. Around 1.4 million years ago, the earliest human tools began to be superseded in the East African heartland by a radically new toolkit known as the Acheulean, which was destined to spread all over the western half of the Old World. Its most characteristic item was the mysterious pear-shaped stone implement misleadingly called a hand-axe. No one knows exactly what it was used for. Certainly it was not an axe. Professor Desmond Clark, after much practical experiment, has described it as an all-purpose skinning tool and meat chopper. At all events, it was the most standard and the most characteristic of man's artifacts for more than three-quarters of a million years. It has been found all the way from India to Spain and from England to the Cape of Good Hope. Of the parts of the globe inhabited at this period, only the Far East and Central Asia escaped its influence. The successive techniques employed for making the hand axe have been named, in accordance with the perversity of archaeologists, after the two French villages of Chelles and Saint-Achel, 
where the type sites were established. But Europe was not the centre of these industries. The Shelley and Acheulean sequence is consistent in Europe, Asia and Africa, and there is little doubt that the centre of its development was in Africa. Far more hand axes have been found in Africa than anywhere else, and the East African dates are by far the earliest. Two of the richest hand axe sites in the world are at Ologasile, 40 miles south of Nairobi, and at Olduvai Gorge, just across the Tanzania frontier from Ologasile. Only in East Africa, and at one site in Morocco, is it possible to observe the evolution of pebble tools and hand axes as a single continuous process. Throughout the million years or so during which men in the western part of the old world were making Acheulean tools, they were themselves evolving from the erect towards the sapient stage. Here again there is little doubt that man in Africa was in the lead. It was not only that in Africa man had had a longer history, the carrying capacity for wild game of the human cradle...